Well, this is Pastors George and Darren here on Grace to Stand, and we've decided to take a little bit of a lighter topic as we've just come out of General Assembly a week ago when we had multiple episodes on that, and we had just come out of a really long section in the Westminster Larger Catechism, uh, which was really uh, applicable to life and how to apply doctrine to life. Well, we just want to kind of take a break here because it is summer, Darren, and it's summertime and it's summer vacation for kids and the weather is nice, although, I don't know, did it hail by yesterday? Did, did it hail by you? We did not have hail up here in Greensboro, but oh we had gosh. double rainbows and we had we had some rain. But I know a lot of places throughout, really the southeast. But I know down in Lexington there was a good bit of hail. I saw the pictures on your Facebook page. Oh, I'd never seen anything. Wait, but hold on, wait. Double rainbows is that for Pride Month or what? What's going on in Greensboro? <laughs> yeah, Noahic Covenant Awareness Month. That's what okay. it was. Yeah. That's nice. Yes. And let me tell you. I mean, it was. That had to have been your first thought when you saw those rainbows because, I mean, it was some serious stormage going on mm. around here. So, Yes. Wow. Yeah, no, the hail, I've never, I'm almost 50 and I've never experienced anything like that. The only hail I've ever had was almost like, you know, little tiny things that during a rainstorm, you're like, oh, look, it's hailing and it melts on your hand. I mean, this was marble size. And I know people talk about golf si- golf ball size. It, it wasn't. We didn't get golf ball size. I think some people did, but like bouncing off the hoods and roofs of our car and pelting the roof, and it was like it was violent. I was outside actually on a class at BTS in the middle of a discussion, and the dog started getting kind of weird, and and I was <laughs> That's like, "How what? you can tell right there when right." Right, and I was just calling him a baby because I'm like, yeah, I know, it got a little dark suddenly, and then suddenly, like, all hell broke loose. Like, that's what it felt like. I mean, just like, boom, 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 and it was all over. And I, like, I I went running inside frantically because it was blowing into the porch. It was was coming on an angle, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I forgot to turn the video off on my class that I was on with, like, eight people. (laughs) (laughs) They thought you were... (laughs) They thought you were in Baghdad or something. I was, yes, it was crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah, the hail. But it is, it is summer. It's, it's summer, and my kids have been out of school now for almost a month. This is what I can't believe, Darren. That it's almost July, and my, my kids go to a, a Christian school, and they finish before Memorial Day. So that was a month ago, and then it also dawns on me. Man, my accident was a month ago, and that really feels still very recent. And I'm still dealing with all kinds of stuff from that mm-hmm. um but summer's here and summer's always just a fun time of year i mean there, there is a sense that you know from january after the sort of the christmas stuff i'm everybody's looking forward to summer and so what we want to do is just talk about summer memories growing up so again like i said something lighter or maybe summer plans that we have but also just the the goodness of vacation and resets and uh i think i'll read from mark 6 30 to 32 um just to kind of set it up the apostles returned to jesus and told him all that they had done and taught and he said to them come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while for many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat 
and they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Uh, of course, then they end up having to feed 5,000 or 15,000 15, people. So like so much for the rest. But, but the point is there, right? Rest. Uh, so Darren, what about you? Like you, you have like memories of good, good summer vacation memories as a kid or what was summer? What does summer mean to you? I mean, as a kid, I was just so into baseball. I, I played baseball during the summer. What uh, position? What position were you? I was shortstop. Uh, no, I was. I was not. I was not good enough to be a shortstop. But I, okay. I had a good arm, and, and so I was a center fielder, oh. and uh, main, mainly center and left field is what I played. So we played all stars some, and um, that was part of our. You know, much of what I did during the summer is was baseball, but you know, my grandparents lived over. I grew up in Central California in Fresno. My grandparents, both sets of grandparents, lived over uh, at the coast, so we would visit them a few times and stay for kind of an extended period of time during the summer. And uh, it was just you know just fun, you know, hanging out with friends and. Um, some of it was structured like with the baseball or with the specific vacations you know we might go somewhere for vacation for you know a long weekend or or four or five days uh, but you know most of it was just hanging out with people hanging out with friends um you know that that sort of thing it wasn't uh it, it wasn't jam-packed with activity from the moment you wake up to the end of the day and it wasn't yeah i mean there was some lazing around couch potatoing but that was kind of the exception not the not the rule but it that was part of it and that was it was a good time of refreshment refreshment yeah what about you what was what was yours like well well so grew up in south florida and my parents ran a business most days of the week and so we spent a lot of time in the business but when, when summer would come my grandparents, my mom's parents were all up in, in upstate New York and, and we'd go up there for like a month or uh, three weeks to a month. And that was all we looked forward to. So Florida kids, I mean, we loved the beach. It was always sunny and stuff, but like we, we just loved to go to what, what to us was the country, you know, mountains and, and we'd go to waterfalls and there's no waterfalls in Florida. I mean, there's, and, you and know. Plus the sun up there in New York in the summertime stays up until, you know, 930 at night. I mean, it's. Oh, Yes, I mean late That's nights. The difference coming from Florida going up north. It's yeah, it's interesting. You know that. Yeah, it's well, it's. We, uh, go up, we went up to Canada a few times during oh. the summer. Uh, you know, to Vancouver, Vancouver Island, Victoria. Oh, that's beautiful. And, I mean, that's even further north, and I mean, it would be 10 p.m. before the sun would even go down, mm. and it was just amazing. And it was cool too. You know. Yes. Like, well, yeah, nights are a little cooler, cool. and yeah, so it's, and. uh all my mom's, well, my mom's and dad's side of the family. So I'd see lots of aunts and uncles and cousins, and it was a lot of fishing and bowling and hiking and doing all. It was great. It was we, That's all we looked forward to. And it was a great way to experience another part of the country. Again, Florida is so landlocked. Like, it takes five, six hours to drive out of the state. It's not like, mm -hmm. it's not like here, you know, you're in Virginia in an hour. You're in South Carolina in an hour. Tennessee's just right over there, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so... Uh, yeah, it was, it's good. Good memories of being with family and people and, and just relaxing and recharging. But, you know, Darren, it also serves as sort of a reset. And 
because then because then you go back to school as a kid and you're in a new grade. Right. And really, what I've noticed as an adult is it really resets everybody's life because everybody's life seems to revolve around the school year, whether you have kids in the school year or not. And so, you know, like churches tend to like do different things in the summer, but then the programs get back to normal maybe after Labor Day, you know, or, or, or sometime in August. And so the, it serves as a reset. And I really think that's a good thing. You know, life, I mean, sometimes life can feel like we're on a treadmill, you know, and you're just uh, going through the motions and, and and then you, it's nice to have a reset. And I know teachers, especially in, who work in schools, love that reset and they need it for what they go through, you know, 10 months of the year. Um, and summer seems too short. But what do you think of that concept of, of needing a reset? I, I think that's so important because I it seems like in the Christian life we. Um, Do you agree we, with it? Do you agree oh, yeah, with it? I do I totally agree with it? I totally agree with it. And I didn't know if you experienced that in your in your call. Yeah, right, right, right. No, I mean, it, it, we you definitely need a, some some sort of a reset, and and I think the reason why is you need to, you need to remember that we are you know, we're psychosomatic people right we're mm. we're we're in other words we're body and soul and even when you look at jesus jesus and his humanity in his sinless and you know fully god and fully man right completely sinless completely holy in every manifestation and yet he's also fully human just like we are and he is so physically exhausted that he is out on the boat with his disciples in the midst of a storm like you, you experienced yesterday, but on a boat in the middle of this giant lake. And, I mean, one can imagine the sounds and the the tumultuousness of uh, being in that boat. And what's he doing? He's fast asleep because he's so wiped out, right? And and we would see that, that he would retreat to be by himself and... and, and uh, just have rest and rejuvenate, and and he he needed he needed sleep, he needed quiet, he needed um, a, a reprieve uh, in his humanity. And if that's the case for Jesus, that's certainly the case for us. So we it it is a holy thing to to need that. I I um, remember earlier you know, a number of years ago, I had an intern at our at our church who was. He was just a great, godly young man, you know, pursuing ministry, and he he just was such. He put me to shame with how hard he worked and and how serious he took uh, the Lord and how how much he read and you know he would he would tell me you know he would he would stay up till you know he would work 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 hard on you know during the, the day and he would attend to his family and after they would all go to sleep he'd stay up for a couple more hours and read and then he'd wake up really early in the morning and do reading and all that and and I'm like dude you are going to burn yourself out you are going uh-huh. to burn yourself you're, you're going to end up in the hospital I mean you will eventually you'll 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 tear yourself up because we're not meant to go at 100 miles an hour all the time we've got to we got to sleep in sometimes. We've got to get away, and and I think that's important too, right? Is the change of the change of yes. scenery, getting yes. getting away from 
the pl- your house and the place that you work and the place that you live and and if you can, you know if you can go somewhere for a little bit to have that change of scenery that's something that can really replenish us Jesus did it and he called the disciples to do the same thing there, right. Yeah. He often went into the wilderness or a desolate place or into yeah. the mountains to, right. to pray, to commune with the Father, to mm-hmm. to get away from the crowds, you know. I, lo- I love that in that verse I read, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. And, uh, you know, that even the word r- recreate or recreation to recreate, you know, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is rejuvenating. And I agree with that change of, of scenery. Um, this year we had we had trouble figuring out what to do for vacation. You know, we have there's five of us. We have a dog. Uh, it's expensive to go places, and so and we really haven't done the put the dog in a kennel type thing. My wife is more open to that than I am, but we just have never really explored it. And uh, my dog already has like he, he's got. I'm his mental health human. <laughs> like <laughs> he's getting filet mignon for dinner. No, we your actually don't. Is, your wife's feeding him kibbles and bits. <laughs> no, I don't know. I feel bad. He he's a twice abandoned uh, rescue dog. Right. We we got him after he was at this rescue two times, mm-hmm. and um, and so we don't. I don't like leaving him, but I don't think Susan really cares. But it makes it hard where you could stay and. <clears throat> And I don't know. We we've gone up to upstate New York. We have a lot of family that goes to the Catskill Mountains, this town called Tannersville, and it's really kind of fun. And um, but this year we didn't want to do the, what we've been doing, and so we we don't have a plan this year. I mean, it's so busy as it is. We have visitors coming in town. My parents are coming. My aunt and uncle are coming. Susan's stepmom has already visited. So people like to like to visit us in the summer, and that kind of like that. I mean, just be, it becomes busy. We like we love the visitors, and we want. And, and so, if you're listening to this and you're planning a visit, you can visit us. Uh, but but it does make life busy, and so we just. And then the kids are also teenagers, and they have like youth camps. They love. They go to RYM. They love it. It's at the end of the summer, and so uh, really, this year we don't have a plan. We may get away for two or three days, but uh, one thing I'm doing, Darren, is, and I've never done this. I. Do you hear? Do you, can you? By the way, can you hear the the leaf blower in the background? It's unbelievable. It, obvious. I know. I'm am figuring out they obviously do this at at this time on right. Tuesday. I got I gotta. Um, anyway, uh, so We're not in a fancy soundproof, <laughs> soundproof room here at all. No, but it never fails now. Right. Uh, you know what? We would be done if we actually did this on time, Darren. We right. we plan. Last week it was you who was late. This week it was me who was late. Yeah. Um, where was I? Oh. If we do central time, if we count it as central time, it's. it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Note to self. So anyway, but uh, preaching. So you know, preaching is like. I never view preaching as a, as a headache or a problem or as a chore or a labor, but it does guide the rhythm of of my week, and I think most weekly preachers would say that and uh my own pattern is i'm studying monday tuesday wednesday i'm i'm working on the order of worship because we have to print the bulletin thursday morning uh thursday i'm really like outlining the sermon and and friday i'm typically writing it 
Uh, I typically script it and then reduce it back to an outline. It's kind of the way my brain works. Anyway, you know, that's that kind of puts you, like I said, it guides the rhythm of my week. And uh, so this, this summer I'm taking four weeks off in a row. So, I, I mean, I, I, I get out of the pulpit. Taylor and Pablo each get, you know, like eight to 12 preaching opportunities, my other, my two other pastors. Yeah. And so, like, I, I'm out of the pulpit more than I know of any other senior pastor, to be honest. But uh, so, so I get out a lot, but just one week off out of the pulpit often isn't enough time to catch up on what you need to do. So I'm going to, I'm taking four weeks out of the pulpit, not four weeks on vacation, but just where I'll be uh, maybe doing some more visits, thinking, planning for the year, which is just hard to do. And so using that time as a reset. And so even though I might not be getting away for that amount of time, it's a shift in my schedule to help, help me just, um, recharge and rethink right. you know right you know i think that there is um a, a danger in idleness i think that's something that is probably more of an issue in people's lives than they really mm. can, can imagine i mean we spend how much time of our day do we spend just flipping through our phones and not that not that that's completely unvaluable but it it can be it can be complete, be very much overdone, right? So uh, we we waste a lot of time on um, on idleness, but I also think that we overextend ourselves. I mean, we we work hard, and there's so many there's there's so many moving parts and plates to spin in the air, and and I really think that it is something that we need to give some thought to about our our bodies our souls the need for communion with other people like you said you know just making this a time to be with friends i mean that you know the fourth of july is coming up and i always love the fourth of july because like in our neighborhood one of our neighbors they just have everybody i mean it's just like a ginormous cookout with kids everywhere and sparklers and all that i mean it's a, it's a good time to do that if you can do that and and be with people and it in a way I mean, the sun's up till late like we were talking about so the day is a little bit longer I mean, it's good to be able to have that to be able to to just take that little extra time slow down a bit and, and connect but really all of that is a foretaste of what is to come right because what is what is salvation what is heaven it's an eternal sabbath rest it's not it's not just sitting there doing nothing and, and twiddling your fingers it's but it's a but it's a it's not a, a rest of boredom it's a rest of 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 life it's life giving and uh, so when we can have a vacation or we can take some days off or we can have a period of time where we're just able to not have it scheduled you know down to to 10 minute increments which i think the summer tends to afford us the ability to do perhaps more than other seasons of life then that's a great benefit to us because if we're not getting that rest and we're not um being rejuvenated in in that sense we're we're really not doing the we're not able to do the work, the the busy things that we actually really need to do as well, because we're 
we're doing it with a half charged battery all the time. I mean, we're we're burnt out. We don't. You're not. You are not a machine. We're not machines. We're people. <laughs> so, because that's the case, we we've got to have that rest. Yeah, that, and it's a good point. And also, like you talked about wasting time. I do. I do waste a lot of time, but then I make it up. Like I. I, I just have to be accomplishing, getting things done. So what it means is if I'm wasting time during the day, it means I'm up later accomplishing what I should have. But uh, that gets exhausting, you know. And also the multitasking. And you can also be encroaching on, because you're wasting the time, encroaching well, family on time. time you should be doing something right. else. Like, you know, with your right. family, the things to that effect. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um Definitely. No. Yeah, that, that's okay. That was, it was a it was a good thought. Uh, oh, just to say that, like, with you know, computers, smartphones, internet, uh, you know, most jobs now could be done from home, and they're trying to figure that out. And it's because, like, we we've be we have all these things to make us more productive, but really, all that's done is have to make us work on more things, and so we're actually more distracted than ever before. Whereas, you know, if you had to sit down at a job because you'd have computers and phones and all these, these resources, it might take you a few hours to do a task, but yet you're focused for a few hours on a task, you know. Now we're jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing. We're shuffling email. I don't know how many emails you get, but, like, every email I receive, whether it's about worship coming up this week or meetings that we have with the session or something going on with the presbytery or... Um, from congregants or visitation I need to do. Every one is a new thing I add to the to-do list and it's a new, so my brain is always shifting from thing to thing to thing to thing. And honestly, like at the end of the day, sometimes I think my brain's overheating. <laughs> I really, like I kind of have like a low-lying humming headache sometimes. And I'm like, yeah. I think it's like a, like you're working a computer and you feel it start like the fan kick on if there's a fan and it's heating up like that's our brains exactly exactly <laughs> and it and what it does is it is it prevents us from being able to really attend to something and focus in on something and give it the yes. attention and the and the time that it deserves because you've got 37 things coming at you all at once and you know for 99.9% .9 of human history, when people would end the workday, the workday would end like it was done. I mean, that's it, right. You know, it, it, I mean, I think of you know my 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 dad's you know just growing up and and my dad's work. I mean, he he would leave the office and if they needed if his clients needed to get a hold of him, they called the office line and left a message on the answering machine that had a tape in it you know like that they would leave they would have to do that but now you've got you know the access to email all the time and on your phone and you can check it and it dings and it alerts you and it can be 8 30 at night and you've something's going on whereas you know there was a time where that could really just be dealt with the next day but there's just the sense of urgency and everybody has you know it's like everything has to be dealt with right now the expectation from others is that it be, that it gets dealt with right now and i think that we need to i mean some some things need to be dealt with right now but we need to not let the tyranny of the urgent overwhelm our, our lives yeah to such a degree yeah. that we're that we're in bed trying to 
you know, get ready to, to go to sleep and we're just putzing around like this and all of a sudden we get the email from someone who's, you know, angry that you, that you preached two minutes longer than you should have preached. You know, <laughs> and, and like that kind of garbage. So, yeah. I mean, that, so... That's right. So you summers. I mean, so so you know, summer is a good time. That, but of course, there is a sense that I remember, especially when I lived in northeastern Pennsylvania and New York. Like winters can be longer there, and you just kind of wait all year for summer. Especially like me, like I loved water activities, and so you need things to kind of warm up for that. And and so summers can get filled up and busy, um, and maybe not be so restful. But but. Yeah, it's still rejuvenating because you're just doing things that are that are fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess to shift gears a little bit, I mean, you have kids and I have kids, and kids obviously like really look forward to summer because uh, even when we homeschooled, you know, we we gave the kids the summer mostly off. Susan always kept them still reading and and doing some you know other things. Actually, I have my I have my kids doing stuff. And <laughs> Adam's right. working on SAT stuff, and but um, for the most part, you know, they're not going to school, and they they look forward to it. And I really uh, have made an effort to make sure, like, generally once a week, I'll take a half a day, if not a day, and do something with them. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. And and typically, like, I'm taking Mondays off because pastoral ministry kind of, you know, I'm, I'm generally working half a day on Saturday, Sunday. Uh, besides worship, there's hours of of stuff I'm doing for the church, and so Mondays I try to take off, and even then, only half the time do I actually do it. But I, I specifically try to plan things with the kids. It's an opportunity for me, and my job affords that. But I know dads that'll take a lot of half days during the summer. Um, you know, you don't have to use a whole day of vacation. They can take a half a day of vacation. They could take their kids hiking. They can take them swimming somewhere. They can. Uh, there, there's all kinds of things you. I took so yesterday. I took the kids mountain biking or trail riding at, at Tanglewood Park and, and out for breakfast, and then ice cream after the riding. And it was just, uh, it's good. The kids need that. They need that kind of. I don't know. Summer memories for me have been important, so I try to I try to make sure my kids have that kind of an experience. Well, here Maybe you that's are just... almost you know you're in your forties, and and those are great memories that you have, and they they bond you even with your family, right? I mean, it. Oh yeah. You, you can look back and and see um, those great memories, and it it almost stirs up love and affection for you know your parents, your siblings, your extended family or or even friends that you would spend time with and I, I think that's a good thing that's a good thing I mean in a, in a world where we're very detached from people um, in many respects mm. like you, you know you live a good distance from your family and I live you know 3,000 miles almost from mine and mm-hmm. and uh, just having the, it, it, it's in the subconscious, you know, I and mean, it's not like you're just consciously thinking about what did you do on summer vacation all the time with your family, but it's somewhere embedded in the con, in the subconscious. So as, as parents, right, and as, and as uh, you know, husbands and wives, doing those fun things together mm. and spending that time where you're not, you know, locked into these, all these things that you have to do, but just spending those fun times together, it bonds your souls and it, it, that pays dividends, I think, over the decades. Yeah. 
Wow, that's good, Darren. I mean, when you were saying that, I was even thinking, you know, for the last 20 years, I could probably go back and with pretty good accuracy remember the summer vacations I took. Mm-hmm. Right. And not every single thing I would do in this, because if it was just a weekend trip, I wouldn't. But, like, mm-hmm. we usually would try to do something significant or bigger. And I probably could get it pretty accurate for the last... 20 years if we didn't do summer vacations i wouldn't be able to do that for almost anything during the year in other words the year is so you go to work monday through whatever you go to church on sunday you you know you but it does create sort of landmarks in the history of your life to reflect back on honestly like good times with people and god's faithfulness and goodness to us you know the bible Mm -hmm. speaks quite a bit about well i was thinking you know ecclesiastes 3 uh it says also that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil this is god's gift to man like we should be able to sit back and enjoy life you know exactly, <laughs> and it's a gift exactly right that's yeah that's true yeah yeah definitely well that's a good word and and i just pray that our listeners are able to to take some of this to heart and uh you know, think about how the Lord might be granting them this opportunity to to care for their own bodies and their own soul, as well as that of their family, um, as well as that of their church, and encouraging that not to, you know, it, it's a it's a time to remember that we're not we're not just we're not just workhorses that we don't we're not just tools mm. we're we're people and. Jesus himself, I mean, I just, you got to go back to, in everything, you got to go back to Jesus. And and if if Jesus himself needed that rest, and Jesus himself took it, and offered that up, and, and even instructed his disciples to, to do the same thing, we're no different. <laughs> we need that. And so we ought to we ought to take advantage of the opportunities that the Lord gives us in that way, and not feel guilty that we should be doing something else. Um, we we tend to feel very guilty sometimes about things that aren't sin, and not guilty about things that are sin. Ooh, that's an episode. <laughs> so, so I, yes. So I don't think that there ought to be feelings of of guilt that are implanted there, not by the Lord, but by the enemy, uh, because you are vegging out for a couple days by the pool or that's right something to that no that's that's good Mm -hmm. yeah that's good darren it's also a reminder of how important sabbath is um you know the the day of worship you know i mean like he god gives us like he has to force the israelites to rest and we we laugh at that but americans need particularly western civilization americans we need to be forced to rest and we don't even rest i mean so many you know so many on the sabbath let alone take an actual vacation and you think of all the different ways sabbath is used of course the one in seven pattern that we believe still upheld uh, in the church but only the lord's day um but also there's you know there, there's all kinds of festivals in judaism where they're where they're just weekly long parties where people stop what they're doing and uh recreate you know exactly. so yeah yeah, and, and, and you're absolutely right. Christ did that. It's a good word. And so I, I guess if you are listening to this, 
take a break this summer. Do something fun. Do something uh, relaxing. Do something you're not used to doing. Reset your brain. 